0: Well, every day we talk about how good this conference is, but more importantly, today we're going to talk about why the transfer portal has some of the top, some of the top three classes out of the ACC, and just why the ACC is putting itself in position to get better and or get itself ready for that resume that they could potentially use to bid itself to a new conference. We'll also talk about Noah Rogers going to NC State from Ohio State and just what that means for a program like the Wolfpack to nab somebody from the great state of Ohio. We'll talk about that as well as give you some hoop updates on today's show. You are locked on ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's on, on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candice Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolf Pack. Each and every day, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you download subscribe to the pod from anywhere. We know that today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On to get $20 off your first purchase. Happy New Year for those that haven't seen yet. Hope you guys have had a great holiday season and you are ready to rock and roll with some New Year's resolutions, good vibes, same year, same you, new year, and same you, Who all of that thing, all of the things, all of the things. But we will have a new year and same vibes here at Locked on ACC. So if you are joining for the first time, we hope that you can come. Join the YouTube community, subscribe to our channel, and make sure that you talk to us because we certainly love to talk back. We've had a fun football season. We're gearing gearing into conference play of ACC basketball season. So we have a lot of good stuff here for you. If you are a first-time viewer, if you're an everydayer, just know that we always appreciate you. Kenton, how are you feeling?
1: I feel great. It is great to see you back. Great to have you back. You know, the fans got a little feisty with me there uh, during, during the comments or in the comments, rather, for some of the episodes you were going. But we are here. We are back. You know, it's always great. I'm glad that y'all interact with with the episodes as much as y'all do. I mean, please, if you like us, if you hate us, if you think that we are right on the money or if you think we're the wrongest as wrong can be, please tell us. We appreciate it. But I'm excited to get into what we got today, because, I mean, the the portal give it and the portal taketh away. And we got to talk about that for, I mean, all of these schools coming up, but especially these schools that are absolutely crushing it in the portal and all doing it in slightly different ways.
0: Absolutely. If you blink, you miss it. Someone enters the portal every single day. It seems someone finds a new home out of the portal for others, and the ACC is always in the mix in terms of being some of the best of the best right now. And I will say, a lot of our ACC coaches have been in the hunt and been moving very well right now in the transfer portal. And Kenton is going to give us an update on where some of our top programs lie.
1: And and I want to I want to say this with the understanding that. We are talking about the top of the top because there are many of the ACC teams are in the top 25 and all that. But I just want to zoom in, take a really close focus on the fact that right now the ACC contains three of the top five classes in terms of transfer portal in America. The list goes as follows. Number one, Colorado. Number two, Louisville. Number three, Ole Miss. Number four, Syracuse. Number five, NC State. So that is currently the top five. And, you know, for, for all that people talk about what the ACC is or is not, three of the top five portal classes so far reside in this great conference.
0: Yeah, and I think what's interesting about Louisville is they pretty much used more of the same from last year, had a very strong approach and worked right. really well for them in terms of the transfer portal. We know that Coach Brom is certainly someone who came in and brought some of his crop and now has seen the success of, you know, really having his system sort of be bought in by those players. And so you're sort of joining Louisville in what they've got going on versus, hey, I did this over here or handed hey, this over there. Like, it seems to me that Louisville has sort of found its niche and sort of bringing guys in.
1: Absolutely, and not only that, I think that they're the most balanced of the three teams in terms of what they're doing in the transfer portal because you look at the other two and it's really heavy on one side of the ball or the other. Louisville is the only team that I believe has added immediate impact starters and not starter, I mean immediate impact starters on offense and defense. That's not a knock to anybody else because I believe that these the, the other teams in the portal have done the same, just not to the same degree as uh, Louisville has done it. I mean, if you look at the, some of the stars that they're bringing in here, Mark Redman uh, at the uh, tight end position out of San Diego State, he's going to be a big, big, big-time target for Jack Campbell or whoever they have playing quarterback next year because Tyler Shaw could very well push him in that regard. You look at uh, the receiver that they're bringing in, Jacory Brooks of Alabama. He's another guy that is supremely talented, track speed, everybody rants and raves about if he's even, he's leaving. And that's just on the offensive side of the ball. They have landed multiple defensive transfers as well. And if you look at the secondary from last year, which was built of mostly transfers, the Cards have no problem, no problem rebuilding the secondary in the portal. They had success with it last year. They are going to see if they can continue that success going forward this year as well.
0: And then when you look at Syracuse and talk about just the new coach and you know bringing Louie Luggage, I think he's certainly coming from Georgia. It's someone who's bought in, someone who's from Camden, someone who really is trying to turn that program around. And it's really an about face considering one of the notches that we gave Dino was the recruiting. Who wants to play at Syracuse? Who really wants to be there? It's not really a marketable city. It's not somewhere where you just are running to go to. But, you know, it's really been a change of pace to see a coach really draw some top names in.
1: Let me tell you something. Fran the man is building that defense up, baby. If he ain't doing nothing else, he is going to bring in some defenders. I expect that to be an extremely improved. And when I say extremely, I don't mean that lightly. That is going to be an extremely improved group. You look at uh, the the edge Fadil Diggs out of Texas A&M. He was a guy that was highly recruited out of high school and was supposed to be something special and was special at times out of Texas A&M. You look at Deuce Chestnut, a very big-name corner out of LSU that many people thought had a potential to enter the draft this year. And I don't want to be disrespectful. I don't want to, you know, not give them their props on offense. The additions of Kyle McCord and Jackson Meats, big deals, right? A, A proven commodity in Kyle McCord. And some people might say, well, he was a Marvin Harrison Jr. merchant. Well, somebody had to get Marvin Harrison Jr. the ball. I, I haven't seen too many Bolitnikov winners with quarterbacks that, that you know, couldn't sling it around the yard. And Meeks is another guy that he's a dynamic w- weapon at wide receiver as well for a team that I believe is also getting the Rondé Gaston back. Boy, that, they're, they're doing their thing in the portal. The Orange it's something to watch out for now. Like I said, Fran is doing his thing. That man is blazing the recruiting trails. That is home for him, and he's making it home for some of the top talent in the portal as well.
0: But just kind of wild considering how long they took to get there making a decision to transition. But I also think the change in dynamics of what college football is right now, it's sort of fitting. And, you know, you could argue that the game was sort of passing, Dino you know, by, and sort of the quick pace and having to really hustle, bustle. Like the snake oil salesman thing is just a part of the pitch these days. Like you've yeah. got to be able to get out there and really be on the trail. And if you're a more settled person and just content, then if you're, unless you're winning, you're sort of out of there.
1: And and here's the thing I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me about, but I don't care. I watch film and I know ball and I'll stand on this. In terms of being a tactician offensively, Dino Babers is one of the best. I think that he is, you know, pound for pound in terms of like, hey, can you draw me up something? These are the pieces you got to work with. Draw it up. I think he's one of the best. The problem is you're not in the NFL where it's about that little bit of scheme that where the, the difference between an all pro and the guy that's gonna be out of the league in two years is about this big. It's it's a different ball game, and you have to be able to get the guys, and he wasn't able to do that. Fran is coming in, getting the guys, getting all the things that he wants in that regard. And so you're absolutely right in terms of the game kind of passing you by, and not even because of the on-the-field stuff. You've got to get the best players to get on the field for you to you know put you in a position to win ball games if you can't recruit well. It's not about your X's and your O's. It's your Larry's and your Joe's. And, and he just wasn't great enough at winning on the couch to then go forward and win on the field.
0: Yeah, completely agree there. Let's talk more about some of the transfer portal news, but more important than that, pay some of our rent here. As we remind you guys, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. We all know that when you're trying to get in on some good gaming Excuse me, good gaming, whether you want to go to your favorite game, whether you want to go to your favorite concert, whether you want to just get tickets, you make sure that this ticketing app gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. Game Time is obsessed with finding new ways to help you save money on tickets. They have they have deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's but it's the place to find last-minute seats. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. and Gibbs and I talked... So we're talking through transfer portal updates and additions to teams, NC State being one of them, part of the top five transfer portal classes and adding someone out of the Ohio State University and Noah Rogers at wide receiver. It's an exciting time for NC State, who is just really trying to turn on high gears and sort of re, not even rebuilding, but certainly reloading and keeping it going. i heading into 2024 season.
1: Now, I talked about the three teams and the difference in how they were doing it. And I talked about the team that was balanced, that had some offense and defense, which is Louisville. I talked about the team that's bringing in defenders in Syracuse. Baby, NC State want to light that scoreboard up next year. They are determined. I mean, Noah Rogers is a huge kid. He's coming back home to Raleigh. He's a local kid from Roseville, which is a suburb of Raleigh. And this young man can absolutely do it vertically. But more importantly... He's not the only one. You get a quarterback in Grayson McCall who has over a hundred total career touchdowns uh, coming in as well. Because you're going to have a, a bit of a void there at quarterback. You look at a situation where you also have a a, a tight end like Justin Jolie who uh, was was going to be or who was a huge part of UConn's offense last year. I mean, this is you're you're very much so looking at a team that is adding a ton of weapons offensively they're adding a few defensive pieces as well but the bulk of where they're going and the bulk of the the guys that they have uh gotten who are going to be impact players are on the offensive side of the ball and at the skill positions in particular because you know there was that was nc state's achilles hill last year that's been nc state's achilles hill since the days of about a mecca mezzi and um and Kelvin Harmon and company coming through there so now you're bolstering every single pass-catching position, every single skill position, and even the offensive line as well to try to put up those points because you know Tony Gibson and his defense and what they're going to do. So the 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 task from there, get the Larrys and the Joes and the and all that good stuff for Robert and now to make something happen offensively.
0: 100% hear you there. I also think that having a strong defense is something that has really become the staple of NC State. So building that offense up is certainly going to make the case for them to be – um, in consideration one of the top teams in the country next year. I hope that, you know, the Grayson McCall uh, entry is not going to be similar to Brennan Armstrong in terms right. of we thought he was going to be, you know, this top player that kind of didn't really work out, sort of up and down. But I don't think the injury history that Brennan had is going to be quite nearly as much as or uh, Yeah, Grayson won't be this difficult.
1: Absolutely. And and the biggest thing that I say all the time about like why I tell NC State fans are locked on Wolfpack, kind of hold your horses just a tad here, is because generally transfer, court, transfer portal quarterbacks in year one, it's just something that's just not, they're not fully in, uh, ingratiated. They're not fully meshing with the offense like that. If you look at all the quarterbacks who've had immense success in the transfer portal, it's rare. It's rare. And even if we go back to the days before the transfer portal, it's rare to see a guy transfer in in year one, just light the world on fire. Generally you need one year where you kind of get your lab legs under you. And then in that next year is where you truly see guys, you know, taking off and and that's not going to be the case with Grayson McCall. This is a one year um, deal for him. And so that's a little bit of a concern. But again, the one concern that NC state won't have is do they have enough weapons because this team has added, you know, offensive firepower everywhere you could imagine. And in the words of of cornerback Marcus Peters, I think we ain't done yet in terms of adding players to that team. So, you know, it, it'll be very interesting to see how that goes going forward. And it's it's also been very interesting to see teams kind of rebuild and retool basically from year to year in the transfer portal. I think that's another thing that is is, you know, kind of interesting to see here
0: yeah absolutely we'd be remiss if we did not bring up the fact that gene Chiswick is no longer with north carolina you know i had a little break and didn't have a show to do but certainly wanted to give my thoughts amen you know stop hiring your friends sick of the shit. sorry but i think it's time we just move on i think you know the writing was on the wall i'm glad it wasn't mutually agreed upon decision to walk away but Give me a coach that's excited about ball, who's excited about this new generation of kids and really excited to learn and teach and really figure things out and understands that the old way just ain't working no more. We got to figure out how to pour into the guys that are probably going to be one and dunders if you don't figure out how to tap into them early. So I'm interested to see who they hire next.
1: I think that the timing of um, that, you know, decision was very interesting. Terrible. All things, I think it's a very interesting timing there. But that's kind of the Norman College football, right? We saw the same thing out of LSU and Brian Kelly staff. And then, oh yeah, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And then as soon as the portal uh closes and you can no longer enter. By the way, we're getting rid of our entire defensive staff. Have fun with that. Uh, you know, it, it's but it's kind of the new nature of things. And I'll tell you what, um, the same way that I talked about the uh offensive side of the ball being the Achilles heel for NC State, it's been the exact opposite for the uh Hills. It's, it's been defensively, you know, it doesn't matter if you had the two best quarterbacks in school history, if your, your defensive linemen are, you know, just uh, being mauled up out of the, the being mauled up out of, or away from the line of scrimmage, it's sitting in linebackers laps. That's never something you want to see. Doesn't matter how good your wide receiving core is. If your defensive backs are looking at the back of heads more than good barbers, it just, you know, that'll never be a, a good situation for you. So hopefully, the, the coaching change and whatnot brings uh, some positive fruit forward for uh, the Heels defensively.
0: Well, I think at some point there needs to be acknowledgement of your style of offensive play because if you have high flying, we're always going to you know, air it out and blah, blah, blah. Your defense is going to have to be in damn good shape. Right. Whether or not, when you score a touchdown in 45 seconds, your defense is getting right back on the field. If you go three and out and screw it up, your defense is going right back on the field. So they got to figure out ways to maybe complement each other a little better heading into next season.
1: I mean, I, I feel that. And I my my only pushback to that would be you have one of the best rushers in America this year. You want to talk oh, about this year, yes, cont- but
0: I think if you're talking about you said two best quarterbacks in school history, yeah. yeah. Okay, now let's really examine why our defenses aren't being can't hold a candle. At some point like how are we not complimenting each other this long?
1: Right. And the, even under uh even with how there, you had uh, Carter and Williams and and those two were, you know, you had a two-headed monster that could kind of slow the game down and control it for you. I just think that it was just a flat out deficiency of player development defensively. I just think that there were multiple players that, you know, you look at uh, Storm Duck, who transferred in the ACC to Louisville, who I believe is now going to the NFL. You look at uh, Cam Kelly, who he looked lost out there. At, First
0: of all, he was a transfer, so let's not – he ain't an original. My started at Auburn, so like, let's relax. We don't claim Cam like that. Relax. Thank my, you. Fault, my fault,
1: player. My fault. But you, I'll tell man. you what. I'll tell you what. He transferred to Louisville and he started looking better. He started looking like he knew where he was supposed to be more, more often than he did when he was more in the More often than,
0: than not, but still didn't do enough. All right. I'm just saying. Okay. Like, well, couldn't, couldn't, be, couldn't be a third string quarterback in that the reality is, championship game. But all right.
1: The reality is, I think that they were doing, I think they were doing their Offensively, they were doing all that they could, and you can't really ask for much more of that offense. I just think the defense, if they're I'm not asking
0: go- for more from the offense, what I'm saying is you got to take a look at what are your schemes of offense. If you're right. not able to have a defense that can hold a candle to what you're doing, like at some point we had to have a reflection. Like, are we never running the ball? Are we ever always airing the shit out? Like, what is the? How do we better merge?
1: Yeah, and and that's what I'm saying. I think with the running games that they've had, y'all should y'all should have done a better job of like just get stops, period. Just get stops because it's not like y'all were out there. Every, but that's another story for another time. All this is to be to be seen going forward because we've seen, and this is for all three of these teams and the others in the ACC that have amazing transfer portal classes. We've seen this song and dance out of other schools, and it didn't necessarily work out. We have seen other schools have be top five, top 10 in the portal, and when the games came, they just did not mesh. They just did not, in the words that the kids would say these days, it didn't give what it was supposed to have gave. It just didn't do that. So we'll see how these teams look in the uh, upcoming year, as well as the other teams in the ACC that have done well for themselves in the portal.
0: Sure. I'm not too high on Syracuse right now. It's more of like a Brom year that we were talking about in the mm-hmm. start of the season. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, my gosh, you know, now that Fran's here, things are going to shift. Like, you still got to win the game. It's got to get butts to see. got to do all of that. So he's sort of like a let me see what you got. Brom maybe has a little bit higher expectations now that they have a different quarterback. But I think it's going to be a great for those who still talk about Atlantic Coastal type beat. It's going to be a strong year for Atlantic teams.
1: Yeah, I, I think it, it truly can be, but you know how the Coastal do it. When you expect the least, that's when you get the most. When you yeah. expect, when you tell yourself, "Oh, the Coastal's going to be terrible this year," all of a sudden they come out and start pulling off some really surprising upsets and whatnot. So we'll see if any coastal chaos ensues in the conference in the divisionless conference that we have now.
0: Has Pitt picked a quarterback yet? Because I think that'll that'll give us a little little much. To yeah, start with.
1: I'm with you when you're right. I'm with you, know? you when you're right.
0: The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. Live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab. Make the parlay in the parlay hub the best way to find popular parlays and more. Visit FanDuel.com and make your first bet a layup. Vandal is the official partner of the NFL. We're up the show here, talking through some transfer portal updates, some news and all the things. Last call for any news. I've talked about Will Shipley. I forgot my guy from Clemson, the running back is going to the NFL. I feel like he danced with that one a little bit longer than he probably, you know, maybe even Clemson would have liked, but you know, kudos to him for deciding to take his uh, talents to the next level.
1: Yeah, for sure. I I think that, uh, you know, there are, There are multiple players who are still to make decisions and whatnot that I think like, hey, uh, buddy, you you need to decide one way or the other because uh, classes are about to start at your respective universities here. But uh, more importantly, this is a situation where I think that Will Shipley looks at this and says, I've accomplished all that I can. And the reality is it's it's time because running back shelf life, we all know. Right. If you talk about NFL and and um, the. What is the word I'm looking for? Franchise tag of all position players. They have the second lowest franchise tag, second lowest. So there, there's a reason that the positional value is what it is. Once running backs hit that wall or hit that age, you're expected to take an immediate nosedive. And so um, with his injury history, it's, it's not surprising for him to say, hey, I'm I'm cashing out. I'm going to league. I talked a lot about Cam Ward the other day and, and how I didn't understand his decision to go to league. But this one makes a lot of sense.
0: Well, he probably struck by the Christian McCaffrey iron top right now. He said, You know what? While they're talking about my type of running back, let me go ahead and put my name in the conversation. So I totally get it. Like I totally get it. You know, it, it's his time to go ahead and ride. Ride that way, Will. Ride
1: I don't think he's quite Christian McCaffrey, but I a thousand percent agree with you. He is that all-purpose back that's going to do some things in the passing game out the backfield as well. And that's the new nature of the NFL. You need one of those along with that big back. I mean, almost every team has it now that you got the big, powerful bruiser that you hand it off to, and then you got the scat back that you get in space and just find ways to get him the ball and and make it work from there. A
0: hundred percent. As we know, the new year started off with some ACC play for men's and women's hoops. There have been some Good win so far. Some very head-scratching losses. Notre Dame winning over what Virginia it was, I'm looking at you. Beat
1: Virginia down.
0: (laughs) That was strange. A little close call for NC State the other night. Um, Against
1: that same Notre Dame team.
0: And welcome to ACC basketball. And I think, you know, there's still that, please just don't lose the Louisville type beat and energy that we're feeling as a whole. But so far, so good. I think RJ Davis is starting out as arguably National Player of the Year conversation, definitely ACC Player of the Year. But it's been some good run from uh, most of the guys. And you have some Virginia Tech uh, gentlemen who is certainly putting his name in the hat, and Judah Mintz doing his thing at Syracuse. But we have more to come, and we would love to hear how you guys want us to kind of roll out our ACC basketball play this season.
1: Absolutely, and we can't forget Wake Forest. Wake That's- Forest has been on a roll. You know, I, I know you like to give love to your first alma mater, but your second one is like, hey, we're on a little bit of a winning streak, and we doing it without Monsanto. He coming back too, baby. That That team is looking very, very good. Coach Forbes has done it. He's doing the thing with that team, and I'll tell you what, when Monsanto does come back, it's it's almost – you're kind of in that position where you're like, you know he's a really good player, but the chemistry and the way that this team is playing, how do we work in? How do we work in one of our best players? It's a wonderful problem to have, but that team truly is moving and grooving at this point in the season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like we said, Virginia having some head scratchers there, I think that I don't know how much longer 20 minutes play is really going to work in this, system, in this new day and age. Like, mm. I get it, but I don't. Like, I, mm. uh, maybe it's try- time for a new tactic. I
1: don't know. I'm going to tell you this much. The pack line defense is always going to be something that gives teams fits in college. I get it. I understand it. But, boy, I'll be darned if I don't say that every single year, Virginia's going to have those two or three grand games where you just scratch your head and say, now what the hell was that? What was that? And obviously the game against Notre Dame was one of those where it's just like it's a very bad, no good, terrible day for Virginia, which they had there. And uh, I I thousand percent agree with you that R.J. Davis, I don't think there's a conversation about ACC player of the year and national player of the year. He's definitely in consideration. He's definitely one of the guys that is uh, doing – I mean, he carries the scoring load night in and night out uh, for the Heels. And and he also has the ability to be the playmaker – once teams start to truly key in on them and say, hey, we're going to shut you down, which is something that we haven't always seen from uh, the the lead scoring guards in in uh, UNC's backcourt looking at you, Caleb Love. But, uh, you know, that's that's where they are now.
0: I think the transfer portal, if you talk about tales of the transfer portal, the one that has probably worked out the best is RJ staying in Carolina and Caleb going about his way to Arizona and both being successful doing their thing. I will say for in the Duke instance, you still see Duke being able to win at home. I think the challenge will be throughout the season how we see their road game play. But overall, I think this is just a year that we're not hearing about only one ACC school could get in and potentially blah, blah, blah. like All of that nonsense seems to be going away.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. But even still, I think that NC State is taking – I'm sorry, not NC State. The ACC is taking a little bit more disrespect uh, than they should as a whole. And the – And the reality is once once bracketology and all that good stuff truly gets rolling and people truly start talking about it. All I'm going to say is this. Everybody, please don't lose to Louisville because you're going to ruin it for everyone. You're going to ruin it for everyone if you find yourself losing to Louisville. Okay. with all due respect, Kenny Payne and company have that potential to play spoiler for everybody because they're not good enough to truly come away with a lot of wins. Yep. That's just the reality. They're not good enough to come away with enough wins to get into the tournament. But they can, if you sleep on them, walk away with two or three wins strategically placed to keep yep. a couple bubble teams. Boom. Off the bubble you go, buddy. So, you know, that's that's a problem there. And I'll tell you who doesn't have to worry about one of their worst losses keeping them out of the bubble, the ACC women. Oh. Yep. Oh. Just when you thought they couldn't get any better. Yep. Look at them. Yep. Look the. The ladies are running things. And I, Any I'll given
0: you, night. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I'll tell you what. You want to talk about a, a potential player of the year candidate? What if I told you there was a player averaging 30 points per game, 50% from the field, 50% from three, 100% from the free throw line. They missed a free throw in conference play. What if I told you that existed?
0: And their name wasn't Kaitlin Clark?
1: Miss Tania Latson.
0: Who <laughs>
1: That's it. She bad. She bad now. She that's a bad, bad woman. There. She's doing the absolute thing. And I'll tell you, it, Florida State is going to need all of that tonight against NC State because that is the number three team in the nation coming in, and uh, or you're going in rather to the number three team in the nation spot, and you know, you know that that team is going to be keen on her. They've got her circled, starred, all that good stuff on the uh, on the the scouting report and whatnot. And it's just so great to see another star come up because there are already so many stars in the conference, right? You're already looking at a Kit You're already looking at uh, Olivia Miles. You're already looking at so many stars in this conference. To add in another one is just icing on top of the cake.
0: A thousand percent agree. We have more ACC basketball covers to give you throughout the year, but we throughout the year throughout the season. So make sure you tune into that. Let us know from a YouTube page how you guys want us to break down all of the wins, losses, and all the in-between top players. We got to give you a little mid-season review. We also got some transfer portal news, and as we prepare for the road to the draft, we'll talk about some of our top ACC favorites that we hope hit their get their names called to play on Sunday. So you make sure that you want to check that out as well. Kenton has a few guests coming down the pipe, so don't want to miss out on Brian. Ryan and Drake. They're going to give you some really good episodes there. I don't want to tease it too much. I want to get people to get excited, so make sure you lock in there. But you always know where we'll be, so make sure you follow us on all of our platforms. Hit us up on social at LockedOnACC and our respective personal pages for Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs. Until next time.